We were doing lots of poverty work overseas. I just was not aware of what was happening in our nation in areas where you can actually have over a 60% poverty rate. To me, that was totally shocking. I had no idea. We can, you know, annihilate child poverty. Why do you think the Canadian government hasn't been able to sort of pull it off? I think it's just such a massive issue, and lots of times people don't know where to start, including government. We do have the resources to do it, and it's just a matter of having the will to do it. Even starting with compassion and kindness and love and hope, mm -hmm. it, it, it wins every time. And you just simply stepped up to the plate and started creating a solution. Mm -hmm. And literally we started with a blank sheet of paper. When I go and I visit our sites, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. You've also gotten the attention of the provincial government. The Premier himself actually came from poverty, so he's, he's really, really touched by what's happening. Just imagine if we actually have a point in time where other people start to replicate and, and start to build on this as well. So I want to clarify again, like you're not a pastor, right? No, nope. pure, pure marketplace guy. <laughs> when I put my strength in him and his solutions, and that's where all this stuff just starts to happen because he's a god of the impossible. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Welcome back to the show. Today's show is on a topic that hits deep and affects millions of Canadians personally. It's the issue of child poverty. When we hear the words malnutrition, starvation, or child poverty, it's easy to default to images of impoverished children in India, Africa, or some far-off third-world region. In reality, child poverty hits closer to home than many of us might like to admit. Here are a few statistics on the issue from right here in Canada. According to the organization Canada Without Poverty, nearly 5 million people in Canada currently live in poverty. That is one out of seven individuals. 1.3 million of these are children. That's one in five children. Stunning. Census info from 2015 shows that 17% of all Canadian children are living in low-income households, and 21% of single mothers in Canada raise their children while living in poverty. More than one in three of food bank users in Canada in 2016 were children. It's reported that one out of seven of those using shelters in Canada are children, and youth aged 16 to 24 make up 20% of the homeless population. A 2015 report released by Toronto's Children's Aid Society stated that Toronto has the highest youth poverty rate of all urban centres in Canada and that one in four children there are living in low-income homes. The numbers are so intense. One of the cultural groups most affected by poverty is the First Peoples of Canada. It's estimated that one in two status First Nations children lives in poverty. Food insecurity for First Nations children and adults living both on and off reserve ranges from 21% to 83% compared to 3 to 9% for non-First Nations Canadians. Indigenous children in Canada are over two and a half times more likely to live in poverty than non-Indigenous children. These issues are so real and the effects are so real. Those living in poverty reported higher rates of diabetes, blood pressure, and food allergies. Canada Without Poverty put it this way, Poverty is one of the biggest burdens on the economic, health care, and criminal justice systems in Canada. In 2011, the federal government spent $19.9 billion on employment insurance benefits alone. The same year, almost $4 billion was transferred to low-income families. Okay, the good news is this, though. 
we can make a difference. As bleak as these statistics are, it's also been estimated that a mere $1 invested in the early years of a child's life can save up to $9, you guys, in future spending on the healthcare system alone. You know, that's a great investment. The truth is that we can all do something to help topple the giant of child poverty in Canada. And as we all do our little part, lives can be forever changed. Today, we have someone with us who has experienced just that. Brian Elliott is an engineer and an entrepreneur originally from St. John, New Brunswick. After observing child poverty in the city, he stepped up to the plate to bring a solution for children in poverty. Brian and his team started a program called Beamy Kids that is reaching out to the city's urban poor. It's an exciting free program helping at-risk kids shake off the shackles of poverty and be the best me that they can be. I believe this story will both inspire and motivate us all to be a part of picking up the fight against child poverty in Canada. So without further delay, let's get to it. To me, poverty means... It means... It means being hungry. Having, like, no money. No hockey team. Can't have things that other kids have. Going to school without breakfast. Not really feeling like you belong. A promise means that you say you'll do something and you actually mean it. Save FOMO. And if you don't do it, it's a lie because you promised to someone. In 1989, every party in the parliament unanimously agreed. They promised that by the time I was born in the year 2000, no Canadian child will have to grow up in poverty. They promised, but it didn't happen. Ils ont promis. They promised that. Why didn't that happen? Why didn't it happen? Ça ne s'est pas passé comme ça. Didn't happen. It's not too late, Canada. We can still keep the promise. for being on the show today. I feel so short. <laughs> Come and sit down. You are a man of stature in more ways than one. And I've been so looking forward just to the, this chat with you today about this important issue of youth poverty. I have to be honest, Brian, I had no idea. Some of those statistics that we shared in the intro are so, so crazy. And we're going to talk about that. But before we get there, um, just for our viewers, who are you? What do you do? You're a businessman? Yes. So my name is Brian Elliott, and I live in Toronto. Uh, so I am a bit, I'm in the marketplace mm -hmm. primarily. So I have companies that work in supermarkets, energy stores, and, and other sorts of things like that. Wow. And you know, getting into a lot of different uh, ministries and various charitable endeavors as well. Wow. And so your primary area of gifting is in business, but you are leveraging the success you're having in business to make a difference for children in need. And it's just so amazing. Um, now, in 1989, and you actually knew this before I did, uh, Ed Broadbent, one of the members of parliament at the time, actually stood in the House of Commons, and uh, he made a statement uh, to Canada mm -hmm. calling upon all parties to come together to abolish child poverty by, what year was it? 
2000. By year 2000. Yes. So that's 17 years ago, 18 years ago now. That's yeah, amazing, isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, and, and there was unanimous agreement. It was absolutely incredible. And uh, basically, that was a statement to the nation that this is a priority for us. And so before we start talking about what you're doing specifically, I want to actually throw to that clip, and uh, then we'll just chat a little bit about it. So let's watch that right, right now. Thanks. However else we may differ on other political matters, and the differences are real and serious, on the commitment to overcoming child poverty, I believe there would be no difference about the goal. We have the resources, we have the ability. We've done it before on pensions. We've done it before on Medicare. What we need now is to demonstrate the same will concerning the needs of our children. What sort of face does poverty have? Small babies, dangerously thin. It's death, death of the babies. The babies of poor mothers die at a rate two times higher than the babies of wealthier mothers. Mr. Speaker, we can, we must take up our obligations now. We must show that for us human dignity is to be cherished as much in life's first pages as it is in the concluding chapter. For the sake of our children, let us find that same spirit of reform, of hope, of courage, of tenacious intelligence that has led this nation of ours to great accomplishments in the past. Let us affirm today in this parliament that as a nation, by the beginning of the 21st century, only 11 years away, Child poverty in this great Canada will be a relic of the past. Thank you very much. Wow, <laughs> that was an awesome moment in the House of Commons, all the parties coming together on this important cause. And I love what uh, Mr. Broadbent said there about how we can do this. We can, you know, annihilate child poverty. Now, Brian, when you first heard about this resolution in Parliament and heard some of the statistics about child poverty in Canada, you know, what, what hit your heart personally? Well, yeah, I didn't hear about the resolution until, you know. After? Much, much after. Okay. Yes, and uh, but what resonated with me is when I started to see the statistics and what's happening out there, it was totally shocking. And it's, mm. it's, it's such a sad thing. And we, do have, we can do it. We do have the resources to do it. And mm. it's just a matter of having the will to do it. Mm -hmm. I know. And so they said that it, you know, it's totally doable by 2000. So that was 11 years at the time, from the time of the statement. Why do you think the Canadian government hasn't been able to sort of pull it off? Uh, do you think it's just because of the changeover in governments, or do you, have, do you have any opinion on that? I think it's just such a massive issue, and lots of times people don't know where to start, including government. I mean, when you look at the numbers and the amount of billions of dollars that are being spent and thrown at it as they throw out addiction and, and other things, sometimes just to, to really get to the roots of it is, right. is very, very difficult. Right. Knowing where to start, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and yet we have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Right? You know, recently I heard somebody say that we are now in an era in human history where there's actually more more financial leverage in the hands of individuals, business people and corporations than in the hands of government because of the debt load. You know, I thought that was like 
a wild statement. I'd never heard that before. But what that means is that people like you are the game changer. Yeah, no. I mean, when you look at me, I'm, I'm just an engineer and a marketplace guy. Like, really, what do I know about poverty? And or, or uh, I've never lived in it, um, but it's it's all a part of just being the part of the solution. And mm. but and just imagine if we actually have a point in time where other people start to replicate and and start to build on this as well. I mean, the, the world could be a much different place. And mm. as I said before, I think what happens is the uh, when you look at just the nature of what's happening in our world, our nation, and our cities. I mean, it's, it can be very dark and overwhelming, so where do you start? And, and for me, the good news is uh, light. And yeah. by darkness, by very definition, is the absence of light. light and light. So, so bringing light Powerful. into any situation, and even starting with compassion and kindness and mm -hmm. love and hope, mm -hmm. it, it, it wins every time. Yeah. And, and so that's always the, the starting place. That is so beautiful. So let's talk practically here. So you took what you just said there and you actually translated it into a structured program to go after child poverty. Uh, what exactly are you doing there in St. John? So what happened was we were doing lots of poverty work overseas. Just as I mean, I just was not aware of what was happening in our nation, mm -hmm. and uh, it wasn't until 2013. My actually, my mother called me and she was Brian, come back to St. John and take a look at this. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that actually St. John, New Brunswick, has the highest child poverty rates in the nation. And not only that, the poverty is actually mm -hmm. concentrated into five different high priority areas in, in areas where you can actually have over a 60% poverty rate. So, I mean, to me, that was totally shocking. And then I went and I saw with my own eyes, I actually felt compelled to do something. Mm -hmm. It took a while. I mean, we really got to try to understand the situation. Mm -hmm. And literally, we started with a blank sheet of paper in March 2014. Mm -hmm. And by September uh, 2014, we actually started our first center and joined our first school. Wow. And what exactly are you doing in these centers and at, and at the schools? So the program, and we did a lot of research to see really where do we fit this in. So we, we didn't want to have any duplication, no overlap, and we really wanted to have the, the highest impact. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the numbers, the, you know, you look at investment in a child, uh, you know, it has a nine to one investment. Yeah. So we looked at, okay, how can you start to build on that? So we looked at, we targeted children grades one through five, mm. which is a, a very powerful age bracket. Yeah. And then from there, we thought, okay, we're going to have an educational program. We're going to make sure we have a social return investment. Awesome. We're going to work with uh, social emotional learning, which really leads to resiliency. Mm. We're also going to really hit values in, in a way that, that have it, that's been, really been missing for a long time. Mm. And then we looked at, okay, how do we keep building this out to have big impact? And parents were really the key that a lot of programs, parents are not engaged. And parents are actually the heroes of our program. And, and then from there, we also have a family element. And then it, and then it blossomed into a, into a community movement. And then not only are we in our centers during on Saturday, we're actually in the schools during the week. Okay. So it's, it becomes this real way of life. Super holistic. Yes, totally. You know, you're not only hitting the kids, I don't mean hitting the kids, but <laughs> touching yeah. the kids. Yeah. Uh, sorry for my language, but, um, but you're touching the families mm. and, and the whole system. That's just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so what we're going to do right now, Brian, is we're going to actually show a clip of the amazing work that you're doing there with Beamy Kids, and we'll pick up the conversation right after this. Sure. At Beamy Kids, our mission is simple. We help youth be the best me they can be. Last year, more than 1,500 St. John kids and relatives took part, and our beehive is growing. Beamy Kids is taking our life-changing program to more schools, more families, and more communities. And we want you to help build the buzz about ending one of our province's most stubborn problems, child poverty. I never had any idea that it had the highest child poverty rates in the nation. And to me, that was a total shock. Beyond that is that the poverty is concentrated in high-priority neighborhoods. And when you get to meet a lot of our families, it's all they've ever known. 
I think poverty is really difficult. And when you're living in poverty, people don't realize how many roadblocks there are. Everything is a roadblock. I think what we've done really well is just make it so simple. Being Kids starts with a free breakfast. It's about making friends, building your community, giving you the social skills, the confidence to go out and try new things. So we set out to see where could we really embed a program that was unique and different and met the needs that weren't currently being served and also trying to operate in times where other programs weren't operating. Beanie Kids is unique. We focus on four areas, nutrition, parenting, community connection, and social and emotional learning. The interesting thing about PAS, it actually had a 13 to 1 social return investment, uh, a internationally based, worldwide evidence-based program. And we wanted to come in uh, with a lot of great feel-good things, but we also wanted to have a program that was measurable and evidence-based. Beamy Kids is professional. Our paid staff model ensures we deliver top results. All of our educators are highly qualified and deeply passionate about helping individuals reach their life and learning potential. I really like the breakfast aspect of Be Me Kids. I love coming in the mornings, cooking all the food, and knowing that I'm going to be giving these families some nutrition, some stuff that they may not be able to afford. It's work, but it's fun. I wake up at 7 and I drive from St. Andrews to work. It's a great way to spend my Saturdays. Be Me Kids isn't just for kids. Families are key to the program's success. Our parent groups are one of the most unique and powerful parts of our program. This is how we bring home what the kids are learning in the program. And they have been a powerful tool for building community. I have a lot to share in my own journey with people that helps them in their journeys. And I think as a young mom, if I would have had the community support that the Beanie Kids program provides, I might have gone in a different direction a lot faster because I wouldn't have felt so isolated. So my role changes as the year goes. I walk in as what parents often see as the expert parent, and I very quickly tell them I do not have all the answers. I'm there as their guide, I'm there to help facilitate, and by the end of the year, I'm no longer the one they're always looking to, they're looking to each other for that support. I lost my husband tragically about a year ago, and there really isn't any resources out there even for widows and widowers and trying to be a single mom. I didn't want to be a single mom. The kids and I have gone through a lot. This has been a phenomenal place um, for the kids and for myself. The support that we get um, from the, just my children's friends and the support that I'm getting from the educators here and the other parents, uh, I don't feel so alone anymore and I don't know what the kids and I would do without this program. Beamy Kids has an ambitious plan to scale the program. Our mission is simple but our dreams are big. To take Beamy Kids across New Brunswick and beyond. Our growth is backed by big hearts and business smarts. We wanted to, to bring business principles into, uh, into the not-for-profit organization. And one of the things that really inspired me was how do I take everything that we've done successfully in business and layer it into to Be Me Kids. Everyone who sees the program in action becomes a B-lever and an ambassador for Be Me Kids. We've seen so many wins and so many success stories in, in all elements of, of the program. When you look at the sum of the parts, the total is so far greater. It's beyond anything we had ever imagined. What you get out of that kind of an investment, you can't even put words to it. When you look at material items, or you look at investing in the future of these children and their families, it's, 
There's nothing better in the world than to, to have that feeling. So amazing, so inspirational. You know, I, I bet you must be rocked time and time again when you hear the stories of transformed lives and families. Could you share a couple stories with us today? Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, what I learned so much about poverty is that um, you know, it's not just material, it's not just money. Mm. And that's originally what I used to think about mm. poverty. Yeah. And so when I started to meet some of these families and I looked into it, I mean, you're looking at uh, you know, chronic stress, you're looking at uh, oh. really hopelessness, you're looking yeah. at isolation, shame, all these things that are just depressing people and it's not okay. Right. And so when I looked at, um, you know, really what is poverty, it's really systemic poverty which is rooting everybody down. I'm just going to, I think it's important to understand this before we talk about the stories because yeah. okay. the systemic poverty, you know, they have the material side, but you also have the relational, the motivational, Community. the spiritual. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so you have all these elements that combine into poverty. So that, that's really how you start uh, working with it. But what happens is the, I mean, our families, our parents, like I said, are our heroes. And so when, when I go and I visit our sites, I just can't believe what I'm seeing that the, when you look at how people share today and how they connect, and we have parent groups with anywhere from 20 to 60 parents in a big circle. Mm. So a, a fairly large groups that we have around the city in, in the high priority neighborhoods. And these parents are sharing, they're crying, mm. they're connecting with each other. They're, they're so authentic and so real. Like I'm just <laughs> watching this going, wow. And wow. I, I come yeah. in with them and I actually share my struggles and my pain and what's happening because and powerful. what we do, it, it's so powerful because we're, we're all together in this. And yeah. I mean, I've seen parents that uh, are now, they were really totally isolated, who are now mm. actually involved in volunteering. They're mm. actually coming on boards. They're, they're looking for work. They're getting higher education. Amazing. I mean, you know, parents who didn't know anybody, you know, six months ago now have a, a huge community that they're plugged into. Wow. I mean, one of the stories that really touched me too is, you know, a lot of our families are third and fourth generation poverty. Okay. And one of the mothers was in surgery. And when she, while she was in surgery, her little parent group got together and they bought groceries and gift cards oh, for her. Wow. And so, so that from what they had, they were actually giving and joyfully giving. But the way they support and connect with one another, it's, it's, you just don't see it in Toronto. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Wow, that is amazing. Now, you've also gotten the attention of the provincial government as well and even the municipal government uh, tell me about that well what's so neat is the so we've presented legislature the we've had the, the premier's been to our site a couple of times and i mean they're they're just seeing the the beauty of of human nature i mean mm. the deputy uh, minister of education was looking out at her families when they're all together eating together and actually happy and he was saying and he actually had a tear in his eye and he said i can see hope mm -hmm. and, and he was totally shocked mm -hmm. um the premier himself actually came from poverty so he's oh, he's really wow. really touched by what's happening and wow. um i mean just when we see everything that's going on i mean it's just it's it's mind-boggling wow. in, in a great way and it's beyond anything we could ever like it's a holistic program but it's something that's is evolved it's a grassroots so we're our parents and our families are actually contributing to everything that we're doing and they become the solution, not us. So wow. the program evolves and develops based on meeting the felt needs of them and the community as a whole. Amazing, amazing. And so I want to clarify again, like you're not a pastor, right? Like you're not like a... No, nope. pure, pure marketplace guy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a business yeah. guy who simply saw a need. Your mama said, hey, look over here, Brian. Yeah, yeah. And you just simply stepped up to the plate and started creating a solution. 
That is amazing. Well, it, it wasn't me. I mean, it was the, we have a great executive director. Okay. Right now, we've got a team of 70 teachers oh, wow. that, uh, that, that actually, 70. absolutely, that because uh, we wanted, we have four centers now, so that video is uh, about a year and a half old. And so these teachers are all amazing. just incredibly talented. And I mean, everybody just works together in such an incredible way. Wow. Um, but really, for me, I mean, it's just my relationship with God really yeah. is, is what happens. It's my relationship grows. I mean, that compassion and love uh, is really, wow. it, it just, it comes out. And Would you say that that's your primary motivator? It's a total driving force because mm. I do know it's not about me mm. and it's about him. And so when I look at poverty, what can Brian Elliott do about it? Probably nothing, right? <laughs> but uh, when I, when I wow. put my strength in him and his solutions, and that's where all the stuff just starts to happen because he's a God of the impossible. Amazing. Now, we're closing in here, and I know that there are people that are watching that have heard the stats that we shared at the beginning of the show. They're hearing your story. What would you say to the average Canadian out there that wants to help topple this giant of child poverty and just simply doesn't know where to start? Well, I mean, two of the things I love is, you know, where much is given, much is required, mm -hmm. and uh, we are blessed to be a blessing. So when I look at that, um, really anybody can do it. We can all do it in our own ways. Like mm -hmm. the, I mean, daily, I, I walk down through, uh, or at least a couple times a week, I'll walk down through the poor areas of Toronto, and I just look to connect with them, to smile at them, to say hello, to bless them in some way. And um, I mean, you can do that all the way up to, you know, corporations can, can give and, you know, and work on, you know, transforming cultures. And it's just really uh, loving people, right? Is, is that's what it, and, and the name of the game, and, and just operating with compassion and kindness and integrity. Wow, it is so powerful. We can all do something to make a difference on this uh, issue of child poverty. Uh, to our leaders, last 15, 20 seconds, what would you say to the leaders in response to Ed Broadbent's challenge back there in 1989? I would say unity. Right? Unity is what it's all about. And where there's unity, the Lord commands his blessing. Mm -hmm. And just for people to come to the center point and just to look at really what the issues are and just mm -hmm. agree to solve it. I mean, there's some things where you're going to be polarized. There's other things where there, it's, a, it's a human condition, right? And it's something that we just have to face together. Mm. Let's just agree to end Amen. it. I yes. love that. Brian, yeah. thank you so much for being with us today. This has been such a great conversation. Well, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. This show is awesome. Oh, we'll have you back. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. This program is brought to you by generous Canadians just like you who care, who care about the issues and conversations that are shaping our nation's future. And so I want to invite you to help us continue to bring these shows to you on a regular basis and cover even more critical conversations for Canada. You can be a part of making this happen by signing up to partner with us on a monthly basis. It's actually our monthly partners that keep us at it. You can sign up to partner by going to our website at fateen.com. You can also go there and make a special donation if you like, and that would be a tremendous help to us as well. If you enjoyed today's show, please stop by our online channel under Fateen Show on YouTube. Subscribe to receive notifications for future episodes and share the links with your family and friends to help spread these messages. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love to meet you there and keep the conversation going. You might even catch a few cute pictures of my kiddos and see life behind the scenes. Thank you so much for your interest and consideration in helping us keep these messages and this movement strong.
When you partner with us, not only are you partnering with a television show that is talking to Canadians about important issues from a unique perspective, but you are also partnering with national prayer initiatives, equipping events, assistance and outreaches to the poor, rescuing women from the sex trade, and child sponsorship in several third world nations. Thank you so much for your support. It really makes a difference.